Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. Today I have an amazing guest for you. He is the founder of Haymate, which is a men's conversation and mental health initiative and also the co-founder of The Finisher. Today we discuss the power of community and conversation and how really pushing your boundaries without sounding too dramatic here really transform your life. If you want to check out more from today's guest, you can check out all of his links in the show notes below. Please do show him some love and support and check out the awesome initiatives that he runs. Without dragging this intro on much more, today's guest is Gabe and this is episode 35 of the Millennial Crisis, Learning to Use Our Voice. Gabe, thank you so much for coming on the Millennial Crisis podcast. I am so bloody excited to have you on today and to chat all things, I guess, conversation, right? (laughs) Which will be really good. So thank you. No, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad we kind of both reached out at like similar times. And I think what 2020 has allowed us to do is just to, to be a little bit more present and just like to connect with an abundance of new people and yeah you being one of them so very grateful and like when we talked the other week I'm just like am I allowed to swear yeah am I yeah. Okay. yeah 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 <laughs> just, just clearing that up like I, I like I just love connection so yeah thank you for this opportunity I start off every podcast really basic and boring but I kick it off with what's your name age and what you do so my full name is Gabe Anthony McClelland. I'm 28 years of age. Not many people know what I normally do. Um, I'm in construction, so I've been on the tools, but I'm also back in management as well. And then I've got a couple of side passion projects, one with my girlfriend, Bree, um, and that's a run community down on the surf coast, Victoria, called The Finisher, which is amazing. And then also I've got a men's community movement as well called Haymate, which launched this year. do a lot and it's exciting to to hear and see all of the things that you have going on now the first question I have for you is what did you want to do or be when you were younger that's a really good question and I I sometimes reflect on that one I think I I honestly think I wanted to be a policeman mum and I'm a twin by the way and my twin's two minutes older than me and we often got given the same toys and uh, I remember getting given a, a police car when I was younger and he actually got given a fire truck and ever since then like had the buttons and the sirens I'm just like yes this is elite this is what I want to do and you know fighting crime and giving back to your community and somehow I chose the carpenter route and my brother chose the policeman route so Oh, wow. So your brother's the police. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, And then the second part of that question is, as you grew older, and you may have already answered it, but as you grew older, what did you begin to tell people you wanted to do or where you wanted to go? Pretty powerful thing, telling people. There's a a bit of accountability there, right? I think when I realised school wasn't for me, I was like, what's next? What's next? And I always loved creating and solving problems and just being busy with my hands and you know, being in nature. So I think I started telling people I wanted to be a carpenter when I realized I didn't have the brains for school or the motivation. I think I just realized in maybe year nine when woodwork was an opportunity at school to to dig into that. And I think that's when the, the penny dropped. I'm like, this this is it. 
Yeah. And, and the reason I put those questions is because I find that like what we wanted to do or what we think we want to do, especially when we were younger, as we grow older, we like see the limits in where we are. Like there's only particular roles we get taught are out there or there's, yeah. you know, these judgments from other people and, and we begin to change our mind. And it's interesting that although you're in construction, the police side of the helping people it's come in a new kind of role but it's still there and I think that's in all like everyone that I ask this question to you always see what they wanted to do when they were younger start coming out when they kind of start believing that oh you can do all these other things I think that's really cool yeah I think you're, you're spot on with giving back I think everyone's purpose does revolve around giving back to, to people and I think that's a really cool acknowledgement when, once you sit and like sit with that and kind of dissect it. It's kind of crazy how like you know during school like there's a, there's this assumption that you have to go to uni, you have to do, you have to get a mortgage, you have to be married by the age of you know 25 and have four kids. I'm like fuck like we need to prep grade one, grade two and then have like a well-being year. Like let's learn about emotions, let's learn you know, that you don't have to be a sheep and follow and follow every, everyone else's path. And, you know, how many, how many people would you know that have gone to uni just for the sake of going to, to be seen, to be doing something, to be seen, to be busy and like, no, I fucking hate this course or whatever it may be. Like, why can't you just take a year off just to be, to, to literally go slow, to, to find your passions, to find your values, what lights you up, what gets you out of bed of a morning rather than, you know, rock up to a lecture and have butterflies in your stomach and not have a uh, an appetite. Yeah, crazy. a hundred percent. I mean, that was my story. And the reason why I started the millennial crisis, because I was doing uni because I felt the pressure from my parents yeah. to be like, nope, the way you succeed is going to uni, you know, and yeah. I resented the whole experience because of it and didn't get to even live it properly. I don't think so. Yeah. Spot on with that. And the reason that I really wanted to have you on today, because I think now you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think the one thing that we really have in common is that we both believe that there is a real power in conversation and that conversation can really make huge change and transform a lot of different things. And so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Would I be right in saying that? I don't think I can describe in words how much I agree with that. Like if I could get up and dance and just like throw my hands around and disagree, like I would agree. Like the power of conversation is endless. And unfortunately, there are people out there struggling and don't find their words and don't feel a part of things because they can't connect. The beauty of, of conversation is, is that connection that you have with another being and, you know, that, that feeling of being heard and supported and to have that sense of belonging. Like there's so many benefits of, of communicating and, you know, I think that starts from a young age and honestly, without taking the piss, it's honestly changed my life and finding my words, even if it did take me, you know, longer than I wanted to, it, it, it the best thing I ever did like I think sharing my story a couple of years or when was it what are we 2020 yeah last year holy shit last year like sharing my story then I kind of dug it a little bit it I seemed to me it was kind of a bit of a failure because it did take so long to find those words but at the same time it was my biggest success because 
it honestly changed who I was as a person. It empowered others too to find their words and to have that conversation. And, you know, it seriously has a ripple effect. So I'm right beside you when you say conversation is, is an incredible experience. I love hearing you say all of that because sometimes when I say, like you, you mentioned, you're like without seem, seeming that conversation changed my life kind of thing. And I feel the exact same. Like when I started yeah. my podcast, when I started interviewing people and doing all of these things, researching and all of that stuff, I, it opened so many doors for me and it had so many kind of breakthroughs for me in my yeah. life. I was like, fuck, more people need this, you know, more yeah. people need yeah. to, like this is so, so powerful and it's something that we all have, right? So I think that's the best part about it. So yeah. I love and, that. And even just to be in a, in a circle or a network of friends or an environment um, in which you can speak and not to feel judged, like that's, that is one thing that everyone needs to experience and it's not only then will you be your authentic self. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's uncomfortable as shit when you first start out, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. even now, I'm yeah. still like, if I share something or I post something, I'm like, oh, did I really, you know? I, I love that feel. I don't know if you ever had it maybe a little bit younger. It's like that, you know, maybe not a relationship or someone, but you're talking to, it's like typing that text and then like shutting your eyes. Yeah. And like, but it's embracing all of that. It's embracing any weirdness, uncomfortable being uncomfortable with it it's like embracing that that beating heart the, the clamminess that we spoke about earlier and just using it to your advantage to just propel yourself into so many better so much better things like yeah no for sure so tell me where did it all start for you what was the moment that you felt you wanted to speak up or yeah where was your journey kind of beginning yeah, I guess I, I shared earlier that I shared my words last year. It was actually on another podcast, a close mate from Geelong by the name of Steph. And I guess I realised the importance of connection and, and conversation through Lululemon community, which we're, we're, my partner and I are, are involved in. But through our run club, The Finisher, like just to get strangers together to meet. And like we don't, it's a run club that cares about more about the connection than we do the running. and. I think it was just like I just had this urge just to speak up and I think it was getting close to November at that stage and I'm just like, no, nah, I need to, I just had this epiphany. I'm just like, I need to talk. And anyway, she, she got me on and I spoke about it. I spoke about it then, but I just, I realised I needed to, to change and to just, just be in line with who I was, with my values and, and stuff like that. So I really wanted to, yeah, just make that change and empower other people as well. But it all started um, last year. With a conversation, hey? <laughs> Correct. And so, and, and was that, were you in that, in that chat, were you sharing about, was this your mental health conversation? This is where the kind of mental health advocacy started. Was that, was that, is that right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it all it kind of dissected why and what, what my story was. And it all kind of started back in 2002 when my parents or when my mum's parents passed away two weeks apart from each other and from there it just triggered my anxiety and the re reality of death was real for me and I'm just like fuck like I don't want to go through that again I don't want to lose my parents and then it was this kind of you know this journey over a 14 year period that kind of is a little bit of a blur to me now because I wasn't 
present through that period. But yeah, it was this battle of all these intrusive thoughts and just just like an apple in your throat. And, you know, the anxiety then developed into OCD and which which was another which was another challenge in itself just with rituals and more intrusive thoughts but yeah as I said it it triggered the reality of death for me and I just didn't know how to deal with it no one else around me seemed to be going through something similar and I was quite young I think I'd started high school or even grade six or something like that and it's not something you get taught how to deal with in school so I just you know put on this facade and acted like everything was normal and went a bit tried to tried my best to just go about my my daily routine and try and involve myself as much as I could but they got to a stage where the, the anxiety and this OCD was was impacting my life like it, it it impacted my thoughts my actions and all my social aspects so I I literally became reserved and withdrew myself from these things so I you know I couldn't stay over at mate's houses I, I didn't go to I was quite active as a kid so I just I reserved myself from going to sport activities at school and like they're the things that you thrive on at school like day off yes I'm gonna make the sports team like let's go doesn't matter what sport it is but you know I couldn't go I couldn't bring myself to go to these things and I had amazing um, support around me I mentioned I had a twin so he was always my always my rock on those days and it was a struggle and then from there I found myself in front of um, a psychologist in, in Geelong and she was amazing and and gave me some really good tools to use to, to, you know, to adapt and to implement into my routine essentially. And then things just weren't getting any better. And then I found myself in front of another lady in Melbourne and the medication just got, you know, increased and increased and increased. And I, I just said like, I've had enough of this and I was exhausted. And then I think by the age of 18, I, I finished school and went straight into my building apprenticeship and I found running like I was always involved in in community sport and and stuff like that, but I never took it upon myself to just go out and and do something for myself. And I think that period of you know not being present and why it, why it was all a blur. But I think too like when I was eighteen was when I gained control of my life again. Like I, I literally stepped outside, I laced up and. It, it gave me the opportunity to own my breath again and to be present and to be where my feet were, you know, to, to get out and, you know, witness the, the scenes around me and just to exhaust myself. Like just, I, I loved it. And from there, my life has kind of looked a little bit different. That was pretty much the majority of my journey. But after, after finding running, I, that kind of, dived into a little bit of a a shit habit as well because if I missed you know say a day of running or a day of activity that kind of played with my OCD a little bit so there was a fine line with it all but I think it was just not not being in the right friendship circles as well contributed to it because I was still quite reserved up until the age of maybe 23 24 yeah 23 probably you know no one else I knew of was going through anything similar and I for years I pretended to be someone I wasn't just to fit in to to, you know to be a part of something and I think there was a lot of wasted potential there but look it's a part of who I am and it's got me to where I am today and I slowly came off my medication and continued with um, just mindfulness and mindfulness 
for me was was my running was my strength training and and just being honest with myself and not being afraid to say no to things and um you know trying to dig into what my values were and as to why and why these things were my values and what they meant to me so yeah what am I now 28 years of age shared my story at 27 and it, it's honestly been the best thing I've ever done I feel so much more in tune with myself I've had been a ripple effect Demi like the amount of people who have reached out after and thanked me I shared my words as well down at the finisher with Bells Beach I remember it like it was yesterday it was we'd been for our run or a walk or whatever um, you wanted to do and I'm like right I need to get up there and there would have been probably 60 people there and I just lost it within the first couple of minutes I was in tears and I was struggling so much but like I just embraced that vulnerability and and that connection with everyone I could feel that the energy from everyone else there was just like Gabe you've got this just keep talking and I eventually got there and finished um, you know my story or the message I was trying to get across and had about six people seven people um, come up and just give me a hug and say thank you and then I had maybe 15 other people message me throughout the next week and go look actually I've been through something as well and I'm just like what how is this happening why are these people so reserved how do they not feel supported enough to have this conversation with you know their, their family or their best friends or and it just got me thinking, I'm just like, I need to make more of an impact or make more of an effort to create environments or communities in which people feel welcomed and, and supported. So hence where the finishes kind of gone in direction and hence why Haymate has been created during a period in which people feel there is a lack of uh, connection. For sure. And it's interesting that you say that your journey started at 27 when you first shared your story, because when I always do a deep dive into people's socials to try and piece things together uh, for the interviews. And when I was looking at your Instagram in 2014, you shared a quote by the Dalai Lama. And I was like, for a young male in his early twenties to be sharing something like that on Instagram, I was like, there is more to this story and this journey. And I think it's really important. And, and I think I often do it as well. Like, we don't acknowledge the process of like the little things that we used to do or we did to lead up to mm-hmm. being able to share our story, you know? So yeah. it seems that like, although you say you started your story at that age or that there were wasted years, which is exactly how I feel about my journey and things as well is like, Oh, I fucking wasted how many years doing this or yeah. that, you know? It seems that you were, doing little things to push yourself from back then, hey? It's, it's funny you say that. I'm just, I'm trying to, what year did you say? It was 2014. And there was actually like a, you, I, as I scrolled deeper, because I, I do this with everyone, I scrolled <laughs> as far as I can, because I'm like, okay, let's piece together what things look like. Yeah. And um, I often find like guests, uh, oh, fuck, did I do that? Yeah, and it was it was 2014, and you shared a quote. Let me get it by the Dalai Lama saying, "Is that um, working too hard, man? Because he sacrifices his health in order to make money." Yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah, and you, thanks, spot on. Yeah, I remember that one. And to be honest with you, like, I think that was somewhat a bit of a cry for help. Honestly, yeah. like, I think that was like, I'm, I genuinely don't know how to ask for the help I need. So I'm going to put this out there and see who comes 
like crawling. So who comes and asks what's going on? Are you okay? I, I, I don't think, I, I genuinely don't think I knew how to ask for help. And I like, it's so funny you say that. Like, I seriously think that was a bit of fucking help me. Mm. It's, it's, it's really, it's interesting the way, again, because we don't talk about things, the way we think or expect things to happen. And I think often, yeah. I, I don't know if this was the case, but like, if you put something out there with the expectation of like, this is my way of helping. Like, this is my way of asking for something. It was already so hard for me to do this. And then we don't receive things in the way we expected. It can end up playing even worse into things. 100%. Yeah. 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 And did you find, like, what's been your experience with that? And how have you, I guess, realized that a lot of the time you have to be quite clear in what you need, right? Yeah, absolutely. Being completely transparent, like I think that was like a, a bit of a, you know, uh, a sly cry for help. But the best experience I've I've ever had is literally sitting down with your best mate and putting your arm around them and and literally I've said like I need help or I'm struggling with this. And I think a lot a lot of where people go wrong is they think they need to know the answers to help someone, and that's nine times out of 10, not, um, you know, required. It's simply this person is asking for help. They want to be heard. And like that is more than enough uh, majority of the time. And often, um, you know, it's, it's people do want to have these conversations, but they're waiting for other people to start them. Um, so I've, I've found like even through Hey Mate, like these guys are, just incredible beings and it's and we're all so diverse and at different stages of our journeys and from different backgrounds and it's been amazing to see um like how these men adapt and how they open up and uh the narrative they use and it's like just to see a shift in their energy when they're sitting there and like if it, if it is a penny drop moment it's just like it's amazing to witness that and by no means do we ever give advice through these connection sessions or a check-in or our journaling sessions, it's, it's purely creating a safe space, as I said, for these conversations to be had. And I just wish more people could hear them. I really want to dive into Hey Mate and, and how that all started because, like I said, when I first reached out, I, I had actually, like, I, I can't remember how I found your account. I think someone had shared something about it and I clicked on and I, honestly I thought you hadn't been going for that long and I thought nah this is this has been going for ages because your language and the way you had created everything was so spot on to your target audience and I, and I although it's it's a community it to me from from a marketing perspective I was like this this guy's got it you know and I'd used your story highlights in one of my which I mentioned to you in one of my workshops that I do because I just thought it's so difficult when you're doing something in personal development or you're talking about, you know, things that aren't usually spoken about. It's hard to break the barriers of the assumptions people have, you know, even by using language like, and I'm not sure if you've ever struggled with this, like holding space or using words like that. I, I find some people can be, scared of words like that uh, because it is difficult but by using I think the word of hey mate and then I've got here your uh, I guess 
slogan or the, the words that you use a lot is a camaraderie between men who hold space for each other and connect through vulnerable conversation, movement and banter. And it's just such a beautiful combination of conversational language and like, but we're here to like sort our shit out, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's like trying to create that. I guess that's a bit of an elevated pitch, like that little slogan, if you will. Yeah you know, what is going to land with this people? If I was to word it differently and, and, you know, talk, you know, men's health, mental illness, like it, it automatically just drives people away. I, I feel yeah. but like I've always struggled to answer like what will land best with these men. I think there's a lot of men still out there who are, who are coming across this page and it's like, Oh no, like you have to have something wrong with you to be a part of it. And that's bullshit. I'm sorry, but like, that is not right at all. Like these men are in this room to better themselves and to better the person next to them and their community and beyond. Like it, this thing has a ripple effect. And um, I just feel like there is, obviously there is a huge part in, in men's health, but it's mainly about um, men's well-being and like it's growth, it's development, it's conversation. Yes, there's banter and like I, I feel the camaraderie has been built um, just through authenticity. Like these men are rocking up as themselves and not trying to pretend to, to fit in or be someone they're not. Like this is a space that allows them to be who they are. And um, like I'm just completely overwhelmed and you might notice my body shift or my, like my language shift a little bit here because I'm so passionate about this like it's completely blown away all my expectations and like there's often credit I often get credit I'm just like no like that's that's not what it is it's like without these men involved it would be nothing um so I owe everything to the to the guys involved and like I think what are we now this is week week 19 or week 20 and we've had you know over 55 zoom sessions since April and I love it. Like we started off with one session a week and I'm I, like, I just put it out there, had a bit of a play on words with house party. I'm like, Hey mate, let's throw a house party. And I, I realized we could only have eight people. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like, how do I get around this? Dave has to get, I'm not a tech savvy person at all. Like the least tech savvy. I'm like, okay, I have to get a zoom account. What the fuck zoom? Anyway, learned it. Had, uh, what was it? 10 to 12 guys put their hand up and it was just like, then I knew we were onto something. The, the energy in that room was just incredible. And the next week I had 13, the next week I had 15. And then it was like a balancing act. I'm like, at what, what is the measure of success here? So I'm like, is it numbers? I'm like, nah, I focused on the level of connection. So I didn't want to make the groups any bigger than 15 because I feel like the dialogue would get lost. Um, and not everyone prefers to have a, a bigger room. So I've created other sessions that cater for, you know, a smaller number. But yeah, as I said, 19 weeks on, we're running four sessions a week. And, you know, we're getting four to five new guys every week as well. And we've got a WhatsApp group and it's like, I I love it. Like these guys are bouncing ideas off one another, like challenges, like we, we've spoken about you know, like the one percenters of each day, making the most of them because for most of us, everything's been taken away, what we had to look forward to or a holiday or whatever else. So we're like, yep, let's focus on these little wins every day. And so for most, it's like posting a sunrise and then all of a sudden you'll get 
15 sunrises in this group chat and like all these guys are just making a conscious effort to get out and to, you know, better themselves. And then there was a message yesterday. Um, I won't use his name, but he, he mentioned that he was never a runner and he never thought of himself as a runner, but he got out and he ran 2K and he's like, I just want to shout out to everyone. I'm, I'm so grateful. And I would have never have done this if it wasn't for the support of this group. And I'm just like, oh, oh man, I need to read this so many more times. But it was like, it's just amazing, mate. And um, a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, like to see where we can take this impact. And yeah, like it's amazing. But I'm completely winging it. When you spoke earlier about marketing and stuff like that, I'm just like, I just do what I like think is cool and it's somewhat working. My partner's in, uh, she did graphic design before she did um, exercise science. So she's been a massive help and another guy, Aaron has been a huge help, but I like it's literally bouncing off your community to make this thing more of a, um, or have more momentum, I guess, and land with uh, what you say, our target audience. Honestly, I'm so glad that you did. When I asked, I didn't know that you worked in construction. And, and on my, given the, the language that you use and stuff, I was like, he must have something in, in this stuff. And I think to a lot of people, like in a lot of the classes that I do teach, I always bring it back to your target audience and knowing who your people are and constantly tweaking and optimizing until you start seeing people switch the light on with a wor different word or a different image and all of that stuff. And I get a lot of like people who have been in marketing for years and they're just like, we need to learn more about the tools. We need to learn more about this. And I'm like, it's not, a, it's not about that though. And I, I just love that you said all that stuff because it just shows like when you, I, I think it's, there's a real um, benefit in being totally new in something and not knowing what you're doing because yeah. you begin to think logically instead of thinking about the next tool or what's the best thing you can use. And often it's just building a proper foundation and starting from that scratch, which is really what allows things to thrive. So I'm so glad you shared that I, story in that yeah. way because it's, it's, it's so spot on. I love the word foundation. I think anything beautiful and anything um, authentic comes from a good foundation um, and from a good place. So for me early, it was like, what is a name that is going to be I wanted a conversation starter in the in in the name. So like, hey mate, how are you? Hey mate, let's chat. Hey mate, what's happening? Or like, hey mate, let's throw a house party. Whatever. So that that was a tick. Next, it was my colors and what's going to land. What's going to look premium? And then for the content, it was like it's. I I use the word authentic a lot, but it was what I genuinely wanted to read myself as well. Mm not trying to focus on what other people were doing. It's just like, let's stay in our lane in a good way. And I think once you learn to love who you are and love what you do, I think people who will love you will come naturally. So uh, like, as I said, I, I'm completely overwhelmed and grateful by the community Haymate has created. Yeah, like I'm still learning, obviously, with marketing and posts and content creation and um, and stuff like that. But it's literally when I think of something, I'm like, what, what would I think would be impactful? And we, we like at the moment, we're doing profiles of the guys that are, are jumping on. And I, I think a question I always struggled with was, what's it, what's it going to take for these guys to get curious and, and vulnerable and get involved? And it's like, well, 
let's give them an insight to these guys that are actually joining. Like mm-hmm. they, it's real. Like I'm not making anything up here. Like these are the guys in, in, in Haymade and this is why they got involved and this is how it's helping them and who they are as a person rather than like, you need to join it. Like you need to do it, man. Like it's like, this is what it, this is what it's about. And we're just launching something at the moment for AOK Day next thursday so we've got something cool in the pipeline hopefully it packs a punch and as i said to the guys doing it it's just like be authentic and and i think in and and i'm not sure if i'm right in this but in community and in growth of community i think the sometimes it can do it also does so much for us in in ourselves like i'm I'm not sure for you like the reason you can keep going because for people listening they might hear like shit he works in construction he has this run club he's also got haymate going on we're in a fucking global pandemic how (laughs) is this guy doing all of this stuff and am i right in saying that it's the community that charges you to do more because i know for me getting a message or getting something it's like yeah this is really fucking important i i love that question i'm really glad you brought that up Community is one of my top five core values and along with connection. So instantly it's just like, this is what I love doing and it doesn't feel like work. Like it's not a chore. Like I'm not setting out for, you know, a 10K swim. That would feel like a fucking chore because I don't want to do it, right? So for me, and probably what I haven't shared is I was injured earlier in the year. So movement got taken away from me. I had a prolapse disc chronic pain and I was just like fuck this is going to be a tough time but literally the connection with these guys have pulled pulled me through this this stage of my life and it's been amazing a support network that it's brought me and just like to have these guys just reach out and and just I'm thinking back to like a a comment that someone threw at me one day it's just like why 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 are you doing this how do you make money off it like are you getting paid what the fuck are you doing and why are you doing it like you must be exhausted um and i just had to sit with that for a while i'm like there's two ways i can answer this there's going to be a right way and a wrong way i can answer this but what i said was the connection and the impact and the value that these guys are getting is far greater than any you know money amount or value and what it provides me as a person. So I, I, I think it's, it's just so in line with what I do and I get rewarded in many other ways, uh, new, friend, new friendships, the, the messages along the ways from these guys, the connections that these guys are forming with other guys and just to see these guys grow and they're fucking teaching me a lot. Like I'm not just the, the teacher up the front. I'm not a teacher at all. I'm a part of that group just like they are. So, yeah, I, I love that question. I'm really glad you, glad you asked it. Uh, the, the, the reason I say it is because you, when you mentioned, I really love that you mentioned that you had a, someone that said to you, you know, how are you making money from this? And it's something that since I started, like I started a food and fashion blog a few years ago and then it transitioned into the millennial crisis. And I think that point of the community and the networking and the partnership and the doors that just putting something out there got for me really was like wow you know the internet's an amazing place to build community and community is so important and my dad would always say to me when is this going to make you money what is this going to do I'm like I'm not I'm not doing it for that like I don't think you understand like 
my hobbies before this was shopping and hanging out with friends. Like I did a whole episode <laughs> talking about like I never had a hobby. I never had a passion. I never had those things. I didn't know what they were. And I find it difficult sometimes to say to people like my hobby and passion is connecting people or create, yeah. like talking, you know, like yeah. talking and, and having conversations is the hobby. And, and this is what I really love having you on because I feel in, in my first episode, I said like, you know, I want to feel less crazy in the feelings that I have sometimes. Cause I think often if you're not talking about things, you can feel like you're going a bit crazy in yourself. Like, is there more to life? Is, am I the one that's doing something wrong? And, and through the community and through people's messages and, and connecting with people like yourself and, and others that are on the same kind of path, it was like, fuck no, like you just need to find your people, right? And you just need yes. to open up other people's eyes yep. in different ways to, to find their people. And, and we're not going to be each other. Like we're not going to be everyone's people, right? There's going to be yeah. people that listen to this conversation, like what a crock of shit, you know? And yeah. there's other people that are going to listen and be like, I want to be a part of something like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the word people. And I feel if you're worried about judgment um, and comparison, like you're in the wrong circle, right? Mm. Like those people have a purpose in your life, but maybe it's not for, for that connection. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, 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 of course. What does community mean to you? Real, okay, okay, cool. Really great question. Um, I guess community to me, and, I, and I, I, I say community is really important, and to me I think it means having, having people who uplift you, having people who, like I said in the beginning, make you feel less crazy because I think it's – it's what I felt a lot of the time was like, not crazy as in loopy, but like, am I on the yeah. right? Like, am I so insane to think that I want something more for my life than what is happening right now? And so I think community to me is, is being able to be who you are and finding support in that. And I love that. Yeah. Well, what's, I, I want to throw that back at you. Well, what, what, is, what is community to you then? Thank you for the handball back. I love that question. Yeah. Like I'm going to go right off the back of that and, and completely agree. But highlighting what I've said earlier, it's, it's a, a place and a sense of belonging. I think to belong is a, is a human need and, um, you know, even at the finisher, like just to create that, that community every Sunday morning, um, it might be the only thing that or someone has to look forward to for the week. So for them to, you know, we acknowledge that stepping outside of their house is, you know, can and often can be like the hardest part of their day. So for them to get out and to experience, you know, 50 to 100 people that uh, embrace them, support you, like just to... This, this contagious energy and uplift um, once you arrive and just to, to feel heard when you speak. And like, honestly, like I love, I fucking froth connection. Like I love it. Um, I could, I could talk to you or anyone else new all day. Um, for me, I love hearing about the shit that lights people up and like seeing this shift in body language and narrative and tone and, 
just to hearing about yeah like why they get out of bed and what they do and why they do it and community has um like a, a magnetic for that and yeah like it's a community is amazing but I guess showing up for your community is like another question like how do you want to show up mm. um you know we can all go there and be a part of something but it's like how do you want to how do you want to be remembered or you know do you want to be a leader do you want to um you know support there's so many different roles within a community and that's so important as well but um without the communities I'm currently involved in like I, I don't know where I would be mm. And I, I, I want to I wanna kind of circle back a little bit here because I think the, the reason I love Hey Mate so much is because I, we know that mental health is, is a big thing to talk about in general and that we all, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about mental health, right? That, that like you said before, like there has to be something seriously wrong with you. And I remember early on when I kind of started my podcast, I, I shared a blog and it was, I, I think I called it the rut. And it was like, I would listen to all of these stories of people that became successful and they would always have a moment in their life, like this huge life thing that someone really close to them would pass away or um, they would get in a near death accident and all of this stuff. And I remember almost thinking at one point, like, I need this to happen to me. You know, like I need this to happen to me to wake up. And I was like, that's pretty fucked that I don't think that the things that I'm struggling with aren't good yeah. enough for me to need to do something. Mm-hmm. And I remember after I had shared that there were so many people that were like, I feel like my problems aren't big enough as well because of the stigma I think around mental health. And I think um, opening up the conversations the way you do for, for males in particular, like struggling I think is is so important because we all a lot of us don't feel like our problems are big enough, and that was what the millennial crisis was. It was privilege problems that you know we put in quotations that we don't deal with that affect our mental health and well being and it's like that's it's it's crazy that we feel as though we need something bigger so i I wonder in being a male and being in sport and then construction, how were those environments and did you experience, I guess, the, I guess, toxic masculinity aspect of those things and, and how did that shape the need for something like Hey Mate for you? Yeah, I, I love what you just said about comparison and that's something I'll get into as well after this. But in terms of, um, yeah, toxic masculinity, wow, like I don't think there could be an environment that has more um, of that than a construction site. Um, it's, it's guys who have been, you know, a lot of older generation men who are just working for the sake of it to be busy, to, you know, go about the same routine every day. And it's, it's quite, um, it is quite toxic. And, you know, to be around that, it's you try hard not to mirror um, their energy and their way of dealing with things and the, like the way they go about life and, you know, just the derogatory comments and just the slip of the tongue and it didn't align with, with who I was and it's just something I didn't really involve myself in. Like, I, I for me, I acknowledged it was there, but I never let it get the better of me. I knew that it wasn't someone 
or an aspect of my life that I wanted to, to carry on. So acceptance for me is, is a huge thing. Like I generally love people for who they are and like I feel ashamed that they're there for years and it's still a massive problem now that there's people out there who feel like, you know, they're not accepted for who they are. And I think that's a massive problem and it's got to do with, you know, the, the being painted with the same brush, you know, if you're a man um, for generations, you know, there's just been this stereotype of, of what it is to be a man. And I feel like the, the tomorrow man is changing, but we've got a, a long way to go. Um, but we, we recently spoke about masculinity and acceptance. And in conclusion, it was, you know, being able to support men for who they were and to create that environment for a man. And But then we also got into the topic of, you know, why do we have to be labelled labeled as a man like why can't we just be a being which I thought was beautiful as well and it was also identifying that toxic masculinity can be you know evident in females as well and that kind of opened up my eyes a little bit more as as well but in terms of comparison and hey mate before any session is started and especially if there's someone new we set safe space and it, it, it's simply like we've got a waiver as well. Like when these guys book into session, it's just like I'm acknowledging that I'm entering a safe space of, of no comparison. But once once everyone's in that room again, we 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 set that that tone and that space and just you know make sure everyone's comfy. And you know if you can make yourself one percent more comfortable, then do that. Like just drop your shoulders, unclench your jaw, stuff like that. And then it's simply like I'll, I'll simply say that I want you guys to acknowledge that this is a safe space and it's certainly a place of no judgment. There's no right or wrong answers. And I want to highlight that we are unique individuals and no, no two stories are the same. So it is a, a place of no judgment, only acceptance. And it's just like this energy of just like, we're in this together, not against each other. And it just also eliminates, you know, when we do have discussion or go into breakout rooms, you're not worried about, saying the right or wrong thing and it's like you you're generally talking off the cuff like it's it whatever comes out comes out and, and, and it's authentic and it's beautiful and that allows so many pearl moments within that conversation too it's it's interesting isn't it because like like i mentioned before that sense of comparison we i think the assumption of comparison is oh i compare myself that i'm this stage of my life or i compare myself that i look like this or whatever but yeah. it comes in the form of our experiences as well which is so interesting like i said before i felt as though the struggles i was experiencing didn't match up to others so I wasn't allowed to be sad or I wasn't yeah. allowed to be anxious or whatever. And so I love that you, you set that precedent in the beginning to say like, yes, yeah, some people's stories might be worse or some people's stories might seem less, but it's all relative to each person. Yeah. And I think it's so yeah. important. So what's been, yeah. what's been your experience in the group and have you, have you had people that have said like, Oh, I feel like, I can't be feel like this or, or how can I feel like this if you're experiencing this, you know, have you, have you seen that? It, look, it has been brought up in conversation, but it's been in, it's been in a group discussion and everyone straight away is just like, no, like I'll use COVID for example, like for some, it might be, you know, a little bit cloudy outside. For some, it might be spitting rain, but for some it's fucking downpour. And yes, we, 
um, you know, we might be all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Um, so I think com like comparison is something that affects us all, but just acknowledging that comparison and like, it, and acknowledging what they're going through. I think that's a beautiful thing, but the only, the only comparison that I think we should have and that is healthy is with ourselves from where we have been and where we are now. Mm. Yeah. Hundred percent. I, I just everything you say. I'm like, yes, like that's it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, and and I feel like it's yeah. It's it's just really nice to to speak with someone that uh, as well understands the power of conversation and connection and community in in all of that stuff. And I I had a lot of um. I used to do a lot of like focus groups with people to to do research on what impact the digital age had and and what impact social media had and all of those things and i remember when i first yeah. started out my podcast i was like wow there are so many people that have the exact same problem right and just aren't talking about it yeah. Yeah. yeah and and from that it was like i think especially over the past year for me in particular i was like i can't no longer ignore this like i can't have seen this as being an issue and continue in digital marketing and selling yeah. things that I was like, yeah, they help in different ways, but this is, this is too important to me. And I think when I, when I went to South America, I did a bit of like a gap year, COVID ruined it, whatever. <laughs> but um, I, um, when I, when I came back, I was like, I, uh, I, I got a job and, and, it just, it, it wasn't like, I could not no longer ignore this. And I was like, especially now with COVID and I'm sure you're experiencing the same now as Hey Mate's growing and things like that. You're like, this needs more people. This needs more attention. And, and so I love that there are so many other people that are putting in the work and, and really doing this stuff as well, because it's, it's not a one person job, right? There are so many people. And like you said before, it's a ripple effect. And I'm sure there are going to be so many men out of your group that are going to start their own initiatives and their own things and, and work out of that. And I think that's amazing, you know, because then it almost lifts something off your shoulders because sometimes you feel as though, am I the only, like, I'm, I'm the only one that can solve this problem. Not you feel that, but sometimes it feels like there's, there's so much to do, right? I, I, I hear you, mate. Like I fucking hear you in that i'm just like what's it going to take for more people to get involved like what yeah. is it is it is it sometimes uh you know they might learn from a harsh experience and then it might take you know that might be the the turning point for them but like how do we highlight that showing up for somebody else is sometimes more important and in terms of the ripple effect it's like these these sessions like you know our longest one might go for an hour and a half our shortest check in Tuesday might go for an hour or just a touch after and sometimes you we wish that we have more time in those sessions but at the same time I'm like no this is brilliant because it's going to spark curiosity and it's going to encourage them to to connect outside of this group with the fellas inside of that group and take these conversations to your footy club your colleagues the guy or the girl that makes your fucking coffee of the morning like these this is the momentum we want to be getting and like I'm so excited to see where this goes and just acknowledging the the shift or the growth that this group has had in 19 weeks is like crazy like this is amazing and recently there was a group of us that just completed our mental health first aid training I'm just like I wouldn't I fucking would never have thought 
that uh, we could get 12 guys in a room to do their mental health first aid training, let alone like the other journaling sessions and, you know, the, the conversations are a little bit deeper than the surface level. Like I, I, I just, I'm so blown away and I, I struggle to find the words to put together, but I'm just, I never thought this was possible. And I'm so glad that, you know, kind of reversed any limiting beliefs that I had into like, no, this is going to be, this is going to be awesome. Sorry, I don't want to swear too much, but <laughs> this is going to be great. I'm so overwhelmed and I love your passion for, for what you're doing. It's so evident. And I'm just like, oh, you know those hallelujah moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, great. Yeah, Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, but it, it's just so nice to, to talk to someone who is so passionate and just understands and who just wants to break through to people, just to get through to them and, and say, hey, like, it's it's okay. Like, just join us like join this movement and and you know just be yourself i think the reason and and i could be wrong here but the for me when i was growing up i was a little shit after i finished high school the first year out that i was like no something needs to change and i started getting more into bettering myself and growing and being okay and learning new things and getting comfortable in being uncomfortable, right? Diving deeper than, than surface. And I think because I experienced the change so much in myself, you really can change as a person. It takes time, but it is so worth it and it's never too late. So I wonder, was that something that you had? I'll start first with the finisher. Like mindful movement was the best thing for us and, I, I wanted to highlight the importance of that to other people and what people were missing out on. So yes, that was the reason why the finisher got created. Like, yes, uh, running is amazing, but it, it provides so much more. Um, and it's always going to be there for you wherever you are in the world. Like there's the opportunity to get out and to enjoy in terms of conversation. Yeah. I just wanted to like, just get these guys a little bit more curious and, and vulnerable. I think there's a lot of growth, in vulnerability and I think there's a lot of fixed mindset in terms of who you are as a person and what's accepted and so providing a space to challenge your assumptions and to you know encourage that growth mindset as well with x amount of men in a room is is so empowering and I couldn't agree more challenge your assumptions I love that phrase right and and you always say curious and I and I love that as well because it's something that I think is curiosity is so important you do journaling sessions and you talk a lot about journaling and journaling was something that I did for the first time two years ago and it led me to quit my job and so I and I did it as a little challenge I set for myself for a piece of content I was like oh this will be fun like this will be funny this will be a great great blog see what happens if I journal for 14 days and and it led me to to quit my job which really believe that there's a huge power in journaling. So what is your perception on journaling and how has that transformed your your life and yeah. process? I guess I was never a, a journaler. Like I, I had journals, I wrote in them a couple of times and then I just forgot about it. I never, it was never like in my routine as such. And it, uh, seriously, it wasn't until this group got together. I'm like, what else can we provide? Uh, these men so it's actually taught me a lot as well but journaling as such it's it's a way to talk about everything or or nothing the beauty of it 
is that there's no right or wrong way of, of doing it, um, whether it's one word or a thousand words, but it's a way of introspection and releasing the accumulation of thoughts that are, that are in your mind that sometimes can overflow. There's no expectations in these journaling sessions that all we ask is that they bring a pen and some paper and an open mind and like I'll prompt these guys and to yeah just it's so fascinating to see where their mind goes with these questions and for me even me leading or facilitating the group and being a part of it and answering these questions myself has really brought some light into some challenges and even some accomplishments and just to challenge some things that I, I might have a fixed mindset on. So for me, it's been incredible and something that I probably still to this day don't do enough of. It's really just opened my mind up and to make more room for for other good shit. Like it just somehow like picks up a piece and then gets rid of it, processes it. I mean, to think is one thing, to say it is another but to write it down is like so powerful. And once you have it in front of you, it's like, it might be accountability. It might be closure. It might be a bright light. It, it just brings so much to you. Yeah. I, I love that you said it, it can bring so many different things. Cause you're right. Like when you, when we say stuff in our head, sometimes it's so easy for us to lie to ourselves or go around in circles, but when it's on paper or on your screen in front of you, like there's no hiding from it. And I think the other power in it is when you have might have a bad day or you feel you're not progressing, you can reflect on other things and be like, Oh shit. Like I've actually come a long way, you know? And I think that's really nice. And it's something that I'm sure the community provides as well in reminders. So we're getting towards the end of the podcast now. And I have three questions that I ask all of my guests and I'm really excited to hear what your answers are for these. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. They're, they're, they're good ones. Okay. So the, the first question is what is the first small step you took to get to where you are today? Authenticity. Like that word to me has a lot of meaning and a lot of value and, a, but it speaks truth. Acknowledging who I was staying in my own lane, doing the stuff that, fucking lights me up that I'm so passionate for so yeah like sticking to my guns but it's also acknowledging that a fail isn't a fail it, it teaches you something like there's going to be a lesson learned regardless I think the failure failure only comes from doing you know it five times over and not learning that lesson but nine times out of ten there is a lesson to be learned yeah, it's it's not being so hard on myself when things don't turn out the way I want them to, but just being authentic has got me to where I am. I love that. That's awesome. The next question I have for you is, what is your biggest millennial crisis right now? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I don't like, I'll probably go, can I use, I guess, the the generation factor of like having to be a certain age and owning a house? Yeah. This age. Just being busy and not successful, but like being happy, but not having overly too much to show from it. I'm just still living in my partner's uh, holiday house with her in Point Lonsdale. Like I own my car, but that was, that's it. It's got savings and stuff, but I don't own my own house. So what, what is all of this for? But, and then I remember my why, which we spoke about earlier. 
I, I love that because I think these ideas of what success is and, and you said, which, which kind of like, it, it, it's hard to hear that you, you, and you might not feel that, but the words came out of like, um, I have nothing to show, you know, because the thing is, the big thing is like, buy a house, get married, have a safe right. job. All of those yep. things are the outside things. And it's one of the things that I'm really trying to like break down and also overcome for myself because I fall into the trap all the time. And it's like the amount of people that are seeing the stuff you're doing, one that are like talking to you about it, but the others that aren't even saying anything and you're impacting yeah. them, like that is, that's the biggest fucking achievement. And like you will have so much more fulfillment and happiness than those that have a fucking like who gives a you know what I mean like I know. <laughs> but, but it's, just, it's, it's true we all we wired. all go with it yeah, yeah we all struggle with it and I and I love that you shared that because I think hearing the conversation and then people hearing you still struggle with that is oh. going to be like awesome for people to hear so thank you yeah I think it's like the importance of like creating your own path is so powerful Hundred percent. I love that. Now, the last question, and I think you might might struggle with this one out of all of them, is what is one thing you are still curious about or want to explore? Yeah, I, I fuck so many things. Right. <laughs> um, but looking inwards is maybe my own impact. Like, where at what stage do I get out of construction? Do I turn Haymate into a non-for-profit like what's it going to take to get to that point um so i think like is is it possible am i thinking too far ahead um like so i think my my curiosity lays with um impact and slash limiting beliefs but also like my vision as well i love that that's that's awesome and i want to add to that that i think that it's it's interesting that if we are doing something that the the joy and the also the curse of being a millennial is that you can pave your own individual path but not having a structure of how to do it yeah and be like well what the like is this something that's real just because it's never been done before does it mean that yeah. it's not achievable. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's something that I have struggled with and still continue to struggle yeah. with. Like, am I insane for thinking that this is something, you know? You're, so I love that you shared that. You're essentially like creating your own instruction book for others to do the same if they would like to. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a reference, it's a guide, yeah. but you're just like plowing through. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah, for sure. Now you have a challenge um, that you want to set. And I know you were tossing up between two, but is there one that stands out more right now that you'd like everyone listening to do? I think 2020 is such an interesting time for us all and as I mentioned earlier um, you know for some it for some it might be cloudy for others it might be a little bit of a, a trickle of rain but for most I would say it's a fucking downpour so I want um, your listeners to simply ask themselves this question and to grab a pen and paper and, and write these things down so my question to your listeners is who do you give yourself permission to be as a person in the year of 2020? 
So essentially I want your listeners to write themselves three permission slips and I want them to write it in a third person context. I love that. And I'm excited to do that for myself as well because I always do the challenges every week. And that's one of the reasons I love the challenge aspect is because everyone has something so different, but ends up being like the tiniest thing that's so powerful. So um, thank you. I love that challenge and I'm excited to, to do it and to see what people, what happens with people. So if you do do this week's challenge, please be sure to share that. Tag me, tag Gabe. And that's an Gabe underscore MCC. And all of those links will be show notes as well. Thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to connect with you today.